0: She can't concentrate on his words. She is looking at the beautiful ship. The Normandy, the newest, the fastest, the most glamorous of the great ocean liners. She's glad it's the Normandy, and not one she took with her parents. But it seems wrong to be traveling on a ship famed for its luxury when they are not on holiday. They are going to Spain to work beside the men who are fighting for its freedom. This is what the man with the megaphone is saying. But she can't keep her eyes off the three huge black and red striped funnels, the three layers of what seems like a gigantic cake. Dark blue on the bottom, the lacy center, rows of slender columns glistening like packed sugar in the uninflected sun. The open top deck, gleaming silver, everything capped by a stiff, equilateral triangle whose only purpose seems to be the support of red, white, and blue pennants that snap extravagantly in the warm spring wind. She's afraid there's something wrong with her. Perhaps she doesn't deserve to be here, because only scraps of what the Union president is saying get hold of her attention. Fellow workers, you will be victorious over the fascists. Our cause is just. A war not only of the proletariat against the capitalist. A war of the poor against the rich. The lovers of freedom against those who would enslave us. The people will prevail. The people of Spain and the freedom-loving Americans. Men and women of courage. He holds up a coat, which the small man beside him provided at a secret signal that Marian had not been able to make out. And so, to show you our support, the workers of our union, as a token of our esteem, present each of you brave ladies with the fruits of our labor. A fur coat for each of you, compliments of the fur and leather workers' union. Wear them to victory. The victory of the people, the workers, the makers of a great new world. She understands now why she was given the coat. Marion strokes the rich, hot fur. Not mink, not sable, nothing like her mother's coat, which she had loved to put her face against, hiding in her mother's closet, breathing in the scent, part of the warmth, the darkness, Of her mother's perfume, ombre rose, rose shadow, rose shade. What is this fur, fox, perhaps? Or muskrat? It is May and warm, but she puts the coat on. It would seem ungrateful not to wear it. She is glad to have it, although she's afraid that it will make her sweat. This fur does not smell of perfume it's not possible, as it was with her mother's coat, to forget that this was once the covering of an animal, keeping it warm, keeping it alive. Everyone claps and cheers for the man with the megaphone. Some of the women are crying. One says, I never thought I'd have a fur coat. I never even dreamed of it. Marion takes her husband's arm. Ready? he says. You okay? Never better, she says. Because it's the most wonderful feeling in the world to know that you're doing exactly the right thing. That you're exactly where you're meant to be, which is also where you want to be. That you are nineteen, healthy, on the way to Spain to save the world. Married, free of your parents, and— If the marriage is a sham, isn't that part of the fun of it? A secret they can giggle over in their bed instead of making love. And after all, they love each other. They're each other's favorite person in the world. What a surprise, what a shock for her family, that Marion Therese Taylor of the Newport and Park Avenue Taylors is here on this ship with people she calls... Comrades. Now, Marion Rabinowitz, wife of.